Welcome once again to my podcast known as Faith to Live By. I'm your host, Pam Christian, and for the next several minutes, I want to connect with you on a deeper level. I want to help us all understand what God has been doing in our midst this year and how genuine worship of God in spirit and in truth is our most powerful weapon, which must be implemented in all earnest, especially in the days we are living. But before I get into this message, today is the day I finally get to announce the winners of my Christmas giveaway. Five of you will win the new Thomas Nelson Abide Study Bible, a beautiful new Bible that provides several ways you can stay connected with God throughout your entire day. And two of you will win an autographed copy of my newly revised book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. I'll be announcing the winners toward the end of the podcast, so don't go anywhere. If your name is called, you will need to respond to claim your prize. This year has been an exceedingly difficult year for nearly everyone, and I wonder if you've ever thought about difficulties actually being an answer to prayer. Indeed, difficulties and trials can be God's way of answering prayer, and I firmly believe this is true for the year 2020. A faithful remnant of God's people have been interceding in earnest, seeking God to bring order to our chaotic world where everything that was wrong is now considered right and everything that was right is now considered wrong. The turmoil and the tremendous upheaval we've experienced this year worldwide is, in fact, God answering our prayers. When God's people respond to God through humility, prayer, and repentance, God promises to move in our behalf. While this year of devouring locusts, droughts, COVID-19, exposure of all kinds of corruption on a global scale, and rampant election fraud in America has caused immeasurable damage, it is the necessary revelation before God acts in our behalf. Everyone in the world is seeking to make sense out of the events of this year, desperate to find hope and a future. We have two main factions at great odds, even at war with one another. And when it's all boiled down, what we're witnessing is the war between good and evil. This is not a political or governmental battle. It's a battle of ideals, the ideals of good and of evil. Understand, the enemy of God, the evil one known as Satan, is the father of all lies, who seeks only to kill, steal, rob, and destroy. God, the Holy One, is ever about redemption and restoration. In Jeremiah 29:11, God states, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for a welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. This and many other promises of God must be our deliberate focus, especially during the times of increased evil. Some might think the enemy has the upper hand by causing destruction, while God comes along behind to make restoration. This is not an accurate perspective. God is all-powerful, omnipotent, and everywhere present, omnipresent. The enemy of God is limited in his power and his presence. There is nothing the enemy does or will ever do that is beyond God's knowledge or power to overcome. The reason God allows evil to play itself out is to reveal it, to make it known to all, so that when he enacts judgment, it is apparent to all that his judgment is fair and good. God is love, and it would be unloving of God to allow evil to continue without consequence. Therefore, motivated by his love, God is also the supreme justice over all. As more and more evil is revealed, our response must not be to pull the blankets up over our heads in fear and trembling. No, this is the time to praise God, to worship him for his revelation and soon-to-be-enacted justice. It is the power of our praise and worship of God that moves God to act in our behalf. 
Our greatest weapon of warfare is worship. We must worship God all the more in what seems the darkest hour. When everything we see and experience is contrary to the will and the prophetic promises of God, worship must be our weapon of choice. Worship of God, especially when the enemy seems to be triumphing, infuriates the enemy and confounds him and his plans. Worship in the face of the greatest danger, turning to and trusting God in the times of the greatest need, pleases the Father. And such demonstrations of resolute faith moves the hand of God. America and the world is in a time of deep darkness now as never before in our lifetimes. And we, as God's people, possess the authority, power, and relationship with God to overturn the schemes of the enemy. This is our hour to come forth in partnership with God for His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Worship is not a passive act. Worship must be alive and powerful, decreeing and declaring the supremacy of God and celebrating His faithfulness, His goodness, His mercy, His love, and His justice. God has ignited the people to stand firm, to insist on the truth and law and order in this day. Every day, more and more evidence is being exposed, revealing the gross corruption and the many men and women in positions of power and influence who have knowingly perpetuated gross harms against humanity. As one who has been commissioned with the call to speak and teach truth, providing prophetic wisdom and insight, I am calling forth every Christ follower to take their place in this battle of good versus evil and deliberately, intentionally, and fervently worship God. From now, which is December 2020 forward, I prophesy we are going to see the power of worship come over the nations of the world like never before. We are going to see God move to bless his people in stark contrast to the judgments people who are not of God will experience. We are living in days not unlike the days when Moses delivered God's people from the oppressive Egyptian pharaoh. We read in Exodus, God caused plagues and pestilence of judgment to fall upon the oppressive and self-appointed elite Egyptians who exalted themselves above the one true God and enslaved God's people. Consider again 2 Chronicles 7.13-14, which reads, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. As reported in earlier podcasts, there have been plagues of devouring locusts in East Africa and other nations. Dust storms and severe drought have brought ruin to various parts of the world, including right here in America. And COVID-19 is a worldwide pandemic, a worldwide pestilence. As in the day of Moses, God sent the drought and pestilence so God's people would be released by the oppressive evil personified in Pharaoh and be freed to worship God. I ask you to consider all matters from your spirit man. Couldn't it be that God has been stirring up all these calamities in the nations to get our attention so that we will willingly choose to be free from the oppressive allures of evil and choose wholeheartedly and without divided allegiance to worship God? Remember, the nations are Christ's inheritance. Could it be that God is cleaning up the nations for Christ? We need to view present realities in light of the Word of God, the historical and the predictive Word of God. 
Through this past year, we've been awakened to the reality of a deep, dark effort to overthrow religious liberties, to overthrow our God-given rights and freedom by some in positions of political, governmental, and financial power who are the self-appointed elite. These people, like Pharaoh, want to rule over all nations and people with a one-world order. God has been exposing these realities to the world for each one of us to decide who we will serve, who we will worship. And now, this month of December, the tipping point has been reached. God has exposed enough of the evil corruption to cause many of his people to humble ourselves and seek him in repentance, expressing our genuine desire for God to be elevated and uniquely worshipped. We are soon to see God's swift work bringing solutions to the many issues in our world that are in chaos now. And just as the Egyptians lavished the Israelites with gold and jewelry and other wealth in effort to bring an end to God's judgment, so are we about to see a great transference of wealth, all because God's people are restored to a rightful worship of God. I am not the only prophetic voice to declare the overwhelming blessings of God that are soon to be realized. Kat Kerr, Johnny Inlow, Kent Christmas, and many others have seen and declare the same. Not only are we entering a season of abundance, but an extended season of abundance that many believe will take us well into the next four years. If you or someone you love has been overwhelmed with fear, dread, intimidation, I urge you, listen to this program more than once and tell any friends and family who are living in fear and dread to do likewise. You know, the vast majority of our news services are not providing fair, balanced, and factual reports without commentary or bias. We simply don't have the ability to put any trust in the news sources today. The precious few who seem to be providing accurate reports will only be proven over time. In the meantime, the public is subject to the gross fear-mongering and coordinated narrative, pushing the agenda to gain control over our minds. Make no mistake, mind control is what the deep state seeks. In the same way, Hitler's regime used propaganda to persuade the German population in support of Hitler's agenda. The numbers of death due to COVID-19 cannot be trusted at this time. Let me be clear, though. The virus is real, and it's serious for some. But reliable information indicates people who suffer coronavirus have a 99.9% chance of survival. And Mayor Giuliani, who is 78 years old, was recently diagnosed and recovered within three days. The extreme measures governors of different states are taking is producing far worse impact than the virus itself. Reports of the increase of COVID-19 are being wildly circulated as some Democrat governors and Republican dissenters are imposing the most oppressive lockdowns we've had yet. The effort on the controlled narrative or propaganda as parroted by media, including Christian leaders, calling for President Trump to concede is from the pit of hell. It's been the narrative of mainstream media that President Trump is trying to overturn the election that is not right. The effort that is underway is to make sure it's a fair and legal election. Who wouldn't want that? Understand, these people are in agreement that lying, cheating, stealing, bribery, gross corruption, and treason are acceptable behaviors to attain their chosen end at the expense of good law-abiding citizens who represent the vast majority of the nation. I am tremendously upset with so-called prophetic voices who have instilled fear that has prevented people from hearing truth. I am upset with wimpy church leaders who have basically rolled over to the oppressive mandates of government offering no leadership or proper shepherding of God's people. 
be assured, God will deal with these false prophets and shepherds. The betrayal of humanity is being perpetrated by people from every one of the seven mountains of society, and God is exposing it to deal with it all. The effort by the wicked to displace God, particularly in this Christmas season, is apparent. These self-appointed elite have shown their true colors, wanting to oppress the church in every way, from meeting in church buildings, from meeting in homes, from singing or chanting, and to prevent families from gathering to enjoy their normal Christmas or holiday traditions. This current lockdown is entirely contrary to the reports and recommendations of thousands of medical and scientific experts. It's an effort by self-appointed elite who want to impose socialism and communistic oppression where the elite will gain wealth off the backs of the non-elite and every provision, every decision, every allegiance will be sanctioned by the state for those of us who are not among the elite. Mainstream media is controlled by the same self-appointed elite who seek to impose communistic Marxism government where the state replaces God. We cannot listen to the propaganda and controlled narrative intended to cause us to tremble and fear. To do so is to allow the voice of the enemy to drown out the voice of God. You know, my husband and I had plans to visit the San Diego area this month. But before we could pack to drive down to our hotel, we got a call from the hotel that they were shut down to visitors because of the mandate from Governor Newsom and the narrative that hospitals could be overwhelmed and hotels would be needed to be used as backup centers. I'm happy to comply as much as possible on the side of caution. COVID-19 is real, and many people have lost their lives and suffered from the pandemic. However, the extent of the losses suffered had been exacerbated by government mandates. People have lost their businesses and their homes, not because of the pandemic, but because of the control and ideologies of the self-appointed elite in positions of government and power. As I seek to discover the truth, apart from reports of mainstream media, I learned hospitals are getting paid more if they list patients with COVID. Some of these reports are being taken down from the internet, yet many are still available with the cachet feature. I'll have some of these listed for you in the show notes. As another point of exposing disinformation, I offer you the Great Barrington Declaration. It's a document that's been signed by over 43,000 medical and public health scientists and medical practitioners. The Declaration does not represent a fringe view within the scientific community. No, this is a central part of the scientific debate, and it belongs in the debate. Dr. J. Bhattacharya presented before the Hillsdale College Free Market Forum information about the Declaration in his presentation called A Sensible and Compassionate Anti-COVID Strategy. I'll have a link to this declaration and more on the background concerning this document in the show notes. You may be interested to know that members of the general public can also sign this declaration. If you've listened to my podcast before, then you know I consider myself a charismatic apologist. That is, I seek to balance rational thought with spiritual realities. This is why when I speak prophetically, I often cite actual current or historical events as evidence of the word I bring. I love that God says to each of us in Isaiah 118, Come now, let us reason together. Almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful God wants to reason with us. He wants to engage our minds and our intellects so we properly discern spirits and discover and live in life-giving truth. Yet many Christians today are very sadly operating from deceived conditions. But I am calling you out, and I am calling you forth into the light of God and His eternal Word. I am challenging the lying voices of the enemy that you have accepted 
and I'm setting them against the truth of the word of God, the rhema word of God that he has provided for those who are truly submitted to him. Understand the promises of abundant blessings God is about to pour out will only befall on those who worship God with clean hands and a pure heart, who are believing God for his word. God's abundance will not fall on those who are confounded in their faith for having adopted the lies of the enemy. Again, if you know anyone who has been given over to fear and dread, have them listen to this message. Have them listen to the words of Kent Christmas recorded on September 26th of this year when he was in Washington, D.C. I'll have a link to the video in the show notes. Have them listen to Johnny Inlow, Charlie Champ, Dutch Sheets, and Lance Walnow, who represent a few of the trusted voices of our day. Many Christians have actually turned against prophets from God because they have not seen events unfold the way they expected, specifically concerning the election. Well, neither did the Hebrews of Christ's day recognize Jesus as the Messiah because of their preconceived notions. We must seek the Lord for his revelation and partner with him by faith to see his promises and his will come to pass, regardless of how things appear. This year of 2020 will never be forgotten in history not just for America, but for the entire world. 2020 has been the year of massive exposure of injustice and revelation of gross evil that has been breeding in the darkness for decades. Many people worldwide are waking up in greater numbers today to the reality of corrupt government and people with evil intentions and the overpowering influence of the enemy of God that nearly captured the whole world into an oppressive, destructive plan of Satan. This diabolical agenda to overthrow and replace God has existed ever since Satan rebelled against God, along with one-third of the angels in heaven, whom God judged and cast out of heaven forever. Satan's influence over Adam and Eve enticed them to reject God and choose what they thought was their own way, only to realize their choice was actually the way of Satan. The historical account of people gathering together to build the Tower of Babel in ancient Babylon is another example of people influenced by the enemy of God attempting to dethrone God to take his place. We can read about that in Genesis chapter 11. You know, history is replete with examples of people, societies, and governments wanting to relegate God as subject to humanity instead of the other way around. World leaders, including pharaohs of ancient Egypt, Caesars of the Roman Empire and Hitler of contemporary times are some stark examples. In each of these examples, the leadership of the state or government was elevated and believed to be gods in their own right, in effort to displace the one true God. What's been revealed in various leaders and people in positions of influence in America and in the world this past year is no exception. We need to be aware civil unrest and military engagement on a world scale, are likely, because the enemy who has been working his plan for decades is not going to go down without a fight. The extent of the corruption that's been perpetrated is evidence of the enemy who has infiltrated every mountain of society. These days are not for the faint-hearted. But no, the greater the effort of the enemy to maintain his corrupt positions of power, the greater the victory of God on behalf of his people. The key now is to worship God for who he is, for what he has done, for what he has promised yet to do. We must worship God every chance we get and see God work in our midst. Today as never before in our lifetime, truth is being revealed and evil is being dealt with by God. Not unlike how God worked through Moses for his people to be freed from the oppression of Egypt, 
we are seeing God work in our behalf today. God said to Pharaoh, and he is saying today, let my people go so they can worship me. God created us with a desire to know our creator. The same way many adopted children want to know their birth parents, we as people made in God's image have a natural desire to know our creator. The same way young children look up and adore and trust their earthly parents, God longs for us to look up to him, adore, and trust him as our heavenly father. Just as children grow and learn from their earthly parents who want their children to have the best possible life, so does God want us to grow and learn from Him as He has only our best interest at heart. Like children, this desire to know, learn from, trust, and be loved by our parents is what brings them to honor and respect their parents. And so it is for us with God. Our desire to know God to relate with him is expressed in many ways, the most powerful of which is worship. The enemy of God wants us to doubt God, to prevent us from knowing and worshiping God, because he knows the power of worshiping God. The enemy knows with God's people united in worship, especially in the midst of events that should otherwise cause people to despair, his evil works are revealed and brought to nothing. Worship reveals identity. When we worship God, we are decreeing and declaring our intimate relationship with Him as His children, as joint heirs with Christ, as God's ambassadors, as kings and priests operating from all authority and power Christ gave us, as we read about in Matthew 28:18-20. God wants us to worship Him because He knows when our entire devoted allegiance is focused on Him, we are in the best possible place, able to recognize the voice and schemes of the enemy and to properly resist them. Acts of worshiping God bring us closer to God and farther from anything that can harm us. Worship is a process of intimacy with God. To worship God is to enjoy a unique, personal relationship with Him that is especially fulfilling in one-on-one communion that is comparable to absolutely nothing else. When we actively worship God, we are connected to Him at the deepest level and therefore one with Him able to access and manifest His power authority, and will. Worship invites the prophetic. Intimate spirit-to-spirit connection with God allows our hearts to connect with His, whereby He imparts what's on His heart and His mind to us. God speaks to us in many different ways, but as the Apostle Paul wrote, the ability to hear from God, to know His will, and align ourselves with Him, to receive His blessings, is a position we should all earnestly seek. The Apostle Paul encourages all believers to develop their gift of prophecy. As we worship God together in unity, we will see all of the enemy's efforts overcome. We will see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. And I believe we are being positioned by God to participate in the greatest harvest of souls this world has ever seen. All we've been through, especially this year, is nothing less than God setting the stage for us to see him worshipped and lifted up in greater measure worldwide than any other time in our lives. The fact that God planned our births so that we would be alive today is a tremendous honor we must not squander. Worship will sometimes take us to a wilderness place where we can grow. In Exodus chapter 7, verse 16, Moses was instructed to announce to Pharaoh, The Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to tell you, Let my people go so they can worship me in the wilderness. Worship can bring us out of a place that's familiar to an uncomfortable setting for the purpose of expanding us and preparing us for the better place, a better season of blessings, and in the case of the Hebrews, it was to prepare them to enter the promised land. 
Fred Bittner in The Art of Worship wrote, quote, When we use the word worship, we must make a broad brushstroke with our definition. It must include corporate settings as well as personal one-on-one times with Jesus. It includes singing praises and being quiet. It includes prayer, reading, serving, preaching, and evangelism. Worship takes place on Sunday, but it also takes place every other day of the week. In fact, corporate worship should be a reflection of the worship we experienced in the previous six and a half days, as well as the springboard for our worship in the week to come. End quote. Worship is key when it comes to spiritual warfare. Think of the Apostle Paul and Silas who were jailed in the deepest, darkest part of the prison. Acts 16 verses 25 to 34 reveals, quote, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all still here. The jailer called for lights rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds, and then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. In the story, worship not only physically freed the prisoners, but it also set the jailer himself free with his spiritual salvation, him and his entire household. The power of worship must not be underestimated. This year of 2020 has brought a powerful and long-suffering test upon God's people. Those who have passed through with the intent of discovering truth, of relentlessly believing in the character, will, intentions, and promises of God are those who have come into a genuine heart of worship. These are the people whose worship moves God to act in their behalf. The next four years or so will be glorious. Those who have lost much will see even more restored. Johnny Enlow explained, from this Christmas until March, we will see increased blessings from God. We are entering an age of prosperity, which gives us a great cause for rejoicing. However, we must be mindful this is also a test of abundance, the very same test that caused Lucifer to fall. To remain centered and safe, we must remain in worship, worship of the one true God in all we do, all we think, and all we say. I'll have a couple of resources for you in the show notes, one from Bill Johnson and one from Christopher Monahan, to encourage you more concerning the power of worship. Now, about my Christmas giveaway. Those of you who contacted me by email at faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com with Christmas in the subject line and your name and mailing address in the body of the email, and those of you who subscribe to my bi-monthly e-newsletter between November 1 and November 16, have been entered to my Christmas giveaway. And I'm really excited to be announcing the winners right now. Winners of my newly revised and autographed book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies are, drum roll please, and here's my challenge to try to pronounce a word I've never heard spoken before, Byron Sacabria, I hope I said that right, and Lisa Schultz. Merry Christmas and congratulations to you both. And now, 
The winners of the new Thomas Nelson Abide Bible are Carmen Eichem, Cheryl Patton, Haley Fisher, Debbie Greensman, and Lily Rath. Merry Christmas to each of you and congratulations as well. Now, each of you whose name has been mentioned will need to contact me by email. You'll need to contact me at faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com using the same email address you entered the contest with to claim your prize. To the rest of you who entered but did not hear your name called, please know you are all winners in my book. Keep listening. You never know when I'm going to schedule another giveaway. So this brings me to the close of yet another podcast, and I want to remind you that Faith to Live By is a division of Pamela Christian Ministries, LLC, a ministry that offers many goods and services. I invite you to visit my main website, PamelaChristianMinistries.com. Be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, FaithToLiveBy.com. On that landing page, there's a link and more information about my sponsors and partners, Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring to you is greatly appreciated. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Faith to Live by TV, on Twitter at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. And lastly, visit my page for this show at faithtoliveby.com to enjoy all of the podcasts we've produced so far. I hope you'll join me next week. And please tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The very least we can do is live for Him.